When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Will it do, will it do, will it do? Another episode of Touchline Hotspur. I know it's an international break, but we don't stop. We won't stop. Um, we have the NSO in, 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 in well, we've got the, the, the front three, the front three here. Um, hopefully we're ready for some attacking quality that we haven't seen from a certain player who wears number 10. But anyway, um, Yao, well, go on, brother. What are you saying? Uh, I'm good. Um I ain't even watched a lot of international football. Actually, tell a lot. I watched the Nations League final, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, aside from that, I'm good. Um, back to obviously doing what I need to do at work. And um, I believe that obviously football is returning. So I'm going to be back to being annoyed and and depressed by by a particular club that I support. Um, well, that's that's everything, where I'm at. Everything's set up, man. Everything's set up. Tobes, what are you saying, man? Hardest working man in podcast showbiz. Bro, tired, man. Works punching me up. And then <laughs> and then this content creating guy is just long, man. It's long. But I'm here, man. I'm here. We're here to speak Spurs. And um, the Premier League is back. We're all delighted by that. Well, I think when we don't have to watch our team, yeah, we're delighted <laughs> by that. When we have to watch our team, then yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Premier League is back this weekend. We will be previewing the Newcastle game. Um, I think that's just still their name. They haven't changed their name yet, have they? To um, nah. Saudi, Saudi nah. East or Saudi North? I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Saudi, Saudi Tyneside. Yeah, 
something like that. Fog on the time, bruv. <laughs> Shake on the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, international break. Um, because of how far our team has fallen, there's not actually that many Spurs players that really are doing bits. Obviously, we've got the South American contingent, which we'll touch on in a bit. Um, but, Yao, you mentioned about the Nations League. Um, yes. Obviously, Hugo Lloris. You know, for many a season... There's talk about, you know, we need to get a replacement. He should be on his way out. We should be getting rid of him. And at the same time, he's winning World Cups and, and you know, the odd European competition here and there. What's your thoughts on Hugo? What do you think of his, his performances? Um, how much longer does he have at the club? This is interesting. Hugo, Hugo can retire at the club. You see, this is the, this is the difference between, like... What, as in, like, tomorrow or...? No, no, in general. Oh, he can retire okay. whenever he chooses at the club. Like, there's two sides to Hugo, all right? Most people might not know it, but us as Spurs fans, we know it. We know sober Hugo, which we saw in the Nations League final, you know what I'm saying? Delivers, you know, makes big saves and all that kind of stuff. That's sober Hugo. And we also know waved, wavid, yeah, Hugo. We know that one, where, where man's obviously hit the vodka way too early in the game, yeah? And we're just seeing the repercussions of it through the 90 minutes. But in terms of Hugo's career or Spurs tenure, He's probably one of the more, um, one of the players that could actually hold their heads up high. Honestly, like seriously, like if, I mean, I would have said the same about Jan Vertonghen, but he's left now. Um, so Hugo's probably one of the very few players I don't have a massive gripe against. When people say we need to replace him, I'm like, mm, yeah and no. It's more of a case of we need a good, young enough keeper that we can bring in and cut what we did with Hugo underneath Brad Friedel, the exact same thing. That's what we need. That's it. So, so this, looking at the replacement plan. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole thing of like, Oh, we need to, we didn't get rid of Brad Friedel. We said, no, Friedel, you're number one, but you, you know, Hugo's really number one. Yeah. So you need to work that one in slowly. Yeah. Cause obviously we got Galena. As a rapper, bro, I ain't got time for that. You. <laughs> I got time for that, you, bro. Go do your drill, bro. You know what I mean, like, I ain't got time for none of that nonsense. So, nah, I ain't got time for that. So, it would have been fantastic. It would have been unspurs like to have got Donnarumma. It would have been because he was free. It would have been you couldn't even make a better, yeah, literally transfer than getting Donnarumma. And having Hugo in the same team, it would have been fantastic for us. Obviously, it didn't happen. We got Galini. I'm, I'm not really impressed by him. I don't really, you know. And the French young French keeper that went to AC Milan, I'd have taken him as well. That, that was my shout. That's the one. I, I thought Donnarumma is, is arrogant enough to not want, um, not want to come to Spurs, even yeah, if he, yeah, because, he knows <laughs> where he knows where he wants to be in life. We we don't know where we want to be next week, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you jump in on the Hugo conversation. What's your thoughts? How many years does he have left with us? Um, Galini, are you convinced to step in? Mm, sorry, my internet. Is that my internet or is that Dave? Sorry. My internet was working out but you're, um, you're fine. Uh, yeah, so with Hugo, I love I love Lloris. I love Lloris. I've always defended Lloris amongst any Spurs chat. I will always defend Lloris. Even when he's playing poorly, I will... Any of my friends, they know I'm a Lloris defender. 
yeah, because for the most part, in fact, for the for his entire time at Spurs, barring a few months like Yao indicated where he does go crazy, he has these spells where he will go like on a run of like three, four games where it's where it's bad. It's bad. It's real Wait. bad. And then I, I remember there was a season, the season we played at Wembley, that was probably his worst season in the Spurs shirt for me. The season we played at Wembley, he made some really, really odd and baffling mistakes, like crazy mistakes. But he is a bona fide Spurs like cult hero, man. Like he's undoubtedly by a country mile our best goalkeeper we've ever had in the Premier League. Like yeah. it's not even close. By a country, by a yeah. country mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a country close. mile. So so for me, I feel like our fan base have almost taken they're almost used to Lloris. Like they're used to Lloris. They're used to the fact that we we got him from Leon when we really had no right getting him for, for the price that we got him at as well. He was his stock was so high. We had no business getting a keeper of his caliber, and he stayed at this club for over ten years. And the disrespect that he gets for some, from some of our fan base is quite frankly, it's disgusting. Like. He's allowed his rough patches. Yes, we can criticise when he's playing poorly, but bigger picture, this guy is a Spurs stalwart. Yeah, he's one of the very few to play. He's one of the very few players that we can depend on. And unfortunately, opposition fans will look at. They'll choose to look at the the four or five games he's played badly to the eighty percent of the season where he's been excellent. Yeah. When I remember when he when he broke his arm against Brighton, it was horrible, like terrible, shocking mistake. Terrible game. We lost the game 3 0. Yeah, for a couple of months, people were pamming him, pamming him, pamming him. Lloris came back, and for that period, from Feb, January to about the end of the season that year, he was one of our best players. He was quality. But because we were losing games, because he's Lloris, no one wanted to talk about it. The season before that, when we were in the Champions League, um, on our, in our run up to the final, he was easily, easily like top three, yeah. top four players in the team. Yeah. And kept us, kept us in, 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 um, kept us in these ties. No one wants to speak about it. They won't speak about it. Saving the Bamyang's penalty that that was crucial to to us to us eventually getting Champions League qualification. They won't speak about these things. They'll speak about his mistakes. And it's sad. It's sad. I get it. Agendas have to run, but sometimes you give a man his respect. And with Lloris, I will always give him respect. Um, I also agree with Yao. Um, I think the, the perfect play would have been to bring in a young goalkeeper who is good enough to oust Lloris in the long term. I don't see him as a direct as a direct issue now. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think Lloris is so bad now. I don't even think he's bad at all. I don't see I don't see the goalkeeping issue. I don't see the goal the our first choice goalkeeper um, as an issue. What my issue is 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 not being proactive. And waiting until it becomes an issue because Lloris is what 34, 33, 34 yeah, years old yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it's gonna happen. It's just nature. You can't fight nature. Lloris is going to get worse. And a smart club, a shrewd club, would look at his age, look at what he's done for the club now, keep him on and get the new guy and start blooding in the new guy. So it's a seamless transition. Yeah. You don't wanna be we don't want to be in a position in three, four years' time when we're slating one of our one of our best ever players, and we don't have no one to come to come in for him. Galini, I have nothing against him, but I think he's basic. I think he's basic, and I think he gets beaten too easily with with shots from range. 
I don't when I when we signed him, I said this guy. If this guy was so good, why 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 are Atalanta letting him go with an option to buy for fifteen million? How good can you be when we've just bought a player, premium player from there for around fifty odd million? Well, when we eventually pay it, <laughs> the disparity is you, you, you get you get what I'm saying. You get what you paid for, and how, the fact much, that we're paying this. How much was the much the loan? I don't know how I, I can't remember how much we paid for the loan, but yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, we need to cancel that. I'm not doing this whole loaning. Uh, cancel the heck out of this, please. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Loris. I love, I love, I love Loris. I love Loris. Annoys me at times, but I love him. Yeah, it seems like you guys defend him better than Sanchez does. Um, <laughs> I'm completely honest. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's actually it's interesting to see him um, funny enough uh, Yao I thought about you when I was watching Nations League um, because um, your good friend Kunde with his um, hairstyles he was playing and there was one time he got ripped and I just thought oh my gosh if Yao is watching this uh, for those of you who don't know Yao and Kunde had a um, <laughs> running beef through the um, through the summer <laughs> it was one-sided um but um, there was many comments about hairstyles and indecision, um, and we saw that on the pitch um, in that game. Um, so, from one side of the team to the other side of the team, I'm not going to lie, yeah? I even allowed this next player I'm going to mention. I allowed him his moment. He did what he did in the summer. He's come back. I thought, oh, he didn't have a preseason. He's tired. But Harry Kane stinks, guys. <laughs> He <laughs> fucking. I just have to say it. Hey, you I fucking. Say it. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute, because I've been going at this guy. Yeah, I've been going at him like fifty went after Jaru. Yeah, I've been attacking this guy, and he's been defended. So are you all finally seeing what I've been cussing about? Finally, what I'm seeing. We've been seeing it all season, though, and we've been, to be fair, we've been calling that all season, but... Yeah, but yeah. you're being nice. You're calling... It was kind of like, man, he ain't really pressing. Now you're saying... He no, no, no. He's been shit. He's okay. been dog shit. Okay. He's okay. been dog shit. Okay. Look, I think... Most people know what, what Harry Kane's name is right now. It's the Mook. Mooketh. Yeah? If you want to be... If you want to be precise... Yeah, that mook of, of a guy. Look, I don't want to say that he's in decline. Because if you say that and then he goes and bags a hat trick, you're not going to hear the end of it. Yeah. So I don't want to say he's in decline. But what I will say is that Father Time has paid him a visit because he can't do certain things he was doing at 25. It's just a fact of nature. Yeah. The older your body gets, the more you have to be capable of using your brain in certain situations. Now, I've always questioned Kane's footballing IQ. Always. From the get-go. Doesn't mean that he's not a good player. I've just questioned the level of his footballing IQ. It could be good, it could be decent, it could be high. But I've always questioned the level of his footballing IQ. And when I've watched him in the bad <coughs> games, not the games where people are like, oh, he got a hat-trick. Not those games. The bad games. The thing that stands out for me the worst is, and the pundits say one thing, us fans see another thing. So the pundits will be like, oh, Kane's good on holding up the ball. 
well, that's a lie. Because he faced a, a makeshift Liverpool team in the Champions League final and couldn't bully nobody. Couldn't couldn't bully not a single person in the back line. He couldn't bully them. So he That's wasn't able, no, it's true. He wasn't able to hold up the ball on that day. And I don't want to hear that. Oh, he was injured, yeah, because he had, he he'd been out. No, he'd been out of injury for at least two weeks. The injury, yeah, the injury yeah. didn't linger into his first yeah, touch. Come on, yeah, come on, yeah. It didn't linger into into a chest control. I'm, You're I'm more for I'm more for a no, nah, I'm more for a bashing when he's playing poorly, but come on, we nah, can't. Nah, nah. It's, it's, not even the bashing, it's not even the bashing of him playing. There was no business. Bashing. He had no business even stepping foot on that we field. We know he oh, had no man. business in stepping on that field. We know that, yeah? But when you're on the field, if something's not going right for you one way, you have to figure out the picture. And one of the biggest problems I've had with Kane is if something is not going his way, he can never give you a plan B. Never. This is even in, in the good games. In the good games, it's you're like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. That came off. All right, boom, boom, boom. Then look at it when things ain't coming together. And I've heard people say, Oh, he needs certain players around him to make things work. Okay, fine. I hear you. I am listening. Yeah. Well, in the English international setup, that is the best of the best of the best in this country. And yet. Kane can still give you the same stinking performance he gives Spurs. And Spurs, mind you, is a far worse team than England. And I don't call England. So me saying that... that <laughs> listen, Latvia would give Spurs a run for their money. That's how much Spurs have dropped, yeah? That the Latvia national team could possibly give Spurs a real headache. You know why I think that? Because Paco Roban gave us a freaking headache only two months ago. So I don't dispute that the Latvian nation team could actually give us a problem. Where I find it to be an issue with the mook, the mookuf of this guy, yeah, is fine. You can't press the ball. That's fine. You're struggling to hold up the ball. That is also fine. You're better at dropping deep and linking up play. That's good. But give us other options. And if you cannot do that, my friend, understand that your stocks have gone straight down. Make your way to the bench and warm up that seats because I don't want to see it on the pitch. Tobes, yeah. Tobes I, got, I, I want to bring you in here. Yeah, in the that <clears throat> I understand Yao will, will always have this sentiment until yeah. Harry Kane yeah. scores in the big game. This is just going to be right. Yao. You know, anyone that's listening... It's not changing. It's not changing. I'm not changing it. Yeah, I'm not changing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, we, we, this has literally been him from the day we, the day we first spoke. I'm not yeah. changing it. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want deliverance. I've had people tell me Kane was better than Benzema. <laughs> Slap yourself. Slap yourself. He was, he was out. He was out performing. He, there were there were points where he was better than Benzema. Yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah. He was just let's a wing. That's all it was. He was just no, a no, no. Let's let's sleeping. not do this. Let's, let's not do this. There were points. Let's not do this. There were points. There were points in the last three, probably last three to five years, where Harry Kane has clearly been a better striker than Benzema, and he still is a better goal scorer. He still is a better goal scorer. I don't. I don't, I don't he is. He is. He's scoring more goals. I would say he, he is a better goal. He is. I don't think he's a better player technically, but he's he's a better goal scorer. Has he been found out? Tobes, has he been found out? Has the Premier League caught up with him? 
I don't think I don't think so. No, I think he's just playing bad. Like he, like we said, he with him, he's been shit. And the thing is, it's annoying because we we speak about this every week, but we have to because nothing has changed. And when where whereas we thought we would see respite, yeah. I didn't even watch any of the England matches. I didn't even watch any of the England games. But I'm hearing that he was poor in both both matches. I'm hearing he was poor. So who, who were England opponents? So um, I don't know. I can't even remember. Like, Andorra, 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 Andorra and Hungary. He didn't play in the Andorra game. I don't think. Yeah. Sorry, Hungary. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Played against Hungary. Yeah. 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 So so like. And I'm hearing that he stank. He he stunk out the joint again. I, I get it. England stink out the joint, and he didn't. He had a couple shit games at the Euros as well before he actually came to the party. But what my party? thing is, you can't. It's don't, I'm not gonna do this. Let's not do this because a man. Let's what not party? do this. He banged. Which party? Bang. Tell me which party? Which party did he come to? In the Euros. What do you mean? Yeah, which party? Which which party? Name name the team that he came up against. Which party was it? Germany, Denmark, Germany, Denmark, Germany, Denmark, and Ukraine. What? It was Ukraine and Denmark, not the Germany game. Yeah, because yeah, Germany. No, but he scored though. He was he was terrible, but he scored, bro. But that's what that's my point. That's my point. You can't be terrible, score, and then we consider that as you turned up. He didn't turn up. I didn't, but I didn't say he turned up. I said he came to the party. He's a goal scorer, bro. I just I literally just said he was terrible in that Germany game. He was terrible, but he scored. He's a striker. You're lucky. He's good. <laughs> so, yeah, so my, my, my point is this, yeah. Listen, yeah. Um, I get why Yao is saying all of this, but me personally, me personally, I do think Kane has more in his locker. He's shown it. He is not a one that he I think I think if there if there's one thing you can say about Harry Kane, it's the fact that he is not one-dimensional. He has multiple ways of hurting the team, which is why it is so easily distinguishable when he's not playing well. Because his game is not all about goals. To the point where we've just spoken about Germany now. He scored. But we're still saying he was terrible. Because we know what a good Harry Kane performance is like. We know we've become accustomed to it over the last six years. We know what he's capable of doing. Which is why all of this shit is annoying. It stinks. And he needs to pattern up. And he needs to get back to his best level. I agree with y'all. I'm not going to say the D word yet. Decline. I think it's too late. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I think. So I, I'm sorry. I think it's too. I think it's too early for all of that talk. Because are people now? Are people now going to say, "Oh, what? His finishing's decline. His headings decline. His hold up plays decline." No, he's playing poorly. But one thing that is clear is this: Harry Kane is not. Ever since the injuries, ever since the powerful injuries, he's never. He's not the same player he was at 22, 23 years old. He can't press from the front like he used to for Pochettino. And that's fine. That's fine. But like Yao said, he's reinvented himself and he needs to, to, to channel what he does best in our team, this new version of himself, and, and get back to the levels. Stop dropping so deep that you're near our box. Stop, stop being lazy when you're trying to hold up the ball. Pattern up, bro. Because he's gone up against bigger defenders and he's held his own, he's held up the ball, he's brought others into play and he's offered himself as a goal for it. Don't remove yourself so much from, from, from the, the play just to try and play make that when, when you've made the pass, you're so far away from the goal that you're not, you're not even going to be able to get into the box to, to finish off the move. The, yeah. the thing is, I, and to add on to that, I, my biggest gripe is injuries aside, you're going to have to change up your game anyway. 
depending on what the injury is. So he's had multiple ankle injuries. So his running style, his passing style, his shooting style, all are going to change because of these ankle injuries. So, yes, he's a great striker of the ball, left foot, right foot, doesn't really matter. Um, he's a great passer of the ball, left foot, right foot, doesn't really matter. Cool. But he's space awareness frightens me. And what I mean by that is before any injuries, you know that whatever you have in your head is going to communicate to your legs fast enough because everything's working at prime speed. After a number of injuries, that same process is not the same. So you have to kind of adjust for that kind of like defect in your game. Ronaldo had to do, and I'm talking about R9, many players across the, the stratosphere of football have had to do this. I find when Kane gets the ball, he's still reacting as if to say he hasn't had these injuries, which is fine. That's all great and stuff. But what Toby's saying is very true. If you're going to drop this deep, somehow, some way, you have to then go back up to impact the play. He can't do that. So don't drop that deep. You know what? You say that. Just needs, he needs to pick his moments. Yeah. In the England game, I'll give him credit. In the England game, he did. Um, he did. He was dropping deep, doing all that kind of stuff. But he was also there, ready to finish off moves if the ball got to him. You know, a lot of the time the ball was getting, you know, intercepted. Whatever he was in the box, ready for it. And I think, <clears throat> I think with Kane, as we've seen before, when he goes through his August droughts, his September droughts, um, all it needs is one goal. And I think we'll we'll see. You know, he'll he'll go on one of those um, Hunmin Song purple patches. <laughs> you know, Ooh. one of those five in three type type patches where it's just like, oh, you know, kind of forget that stuff. Um, I don't think he's declined. Um, like I said, he does stink at the moment. Um, but I think he's definitely got so much more to give us, even if it's just for one more season. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how we come back out of this international break because the last international break, whoa, whoa, Jesus. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So um, we, I'm just going to touch on a few other players. So uh, Reguillon was out there. Brian Heal, I saw a bit of him. He looked nice and a very nice young emerging um, Spain team. They look like they're going to be dangerous in the years to come. Um, Hoiberg obviously went out with Denmark. They qualified for the um, World Cup. I think they're unbeaten in their qualifying run. So good shout out to him, our Danish warrior. Um, there are other players playing, but like Ben Davies, who wants to talk about him really? Um, uh, Hummin Son probably travelled twice around the world. Oh, twice as well. With, with, he scored twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. Because he's he's probably been our most consistent player all season. And we saw what he did in the last game against Aston Villa, where he literally put the team on his back and said, we are getting these three points. So respect yeah. to him. Um, and then we hit the South American contingent. And I want to just stop on this for a moment. Um, there's still a bit of discussion about what's going to happen with this lot. Um, they played like three games in 10 days. Um the rumour is, I think, well, the latest I've seen is that they're arriving on Friday, staying in Spurs Lodge, um, and then they're going to probably travel up to Newcastle um, to, you know, to play on the Sunday or to be available for selection on the Sunday. So that's looking at Emerson Royale, our right back, Romero, um, centre back, Sanchez is another centre back, um, Giovanni Celso, I've got them. It's just the four of them, I think. Um, Tobes, out of those four, with 24 hours in the tank in England, which one do you pick? Romero in a heartbeat. 
in a heartbeat. Romero in a heartbeat. He's our best centre-back. He needs yeah. to be playing every game. And I, I even want Emerson to be playing every game now. Like, Tanganga has done a job for us there, but Tanganga's not a right-back. The long-term plan is to move Tanganga back into centre-back. He's only done he's only done a job for us there and done a good job at times out of convenience because we've got yeah. no one else there. So, but for me, out of all those players, Romero, he's the one I want playing, especially when Callum Wilson's back as well. He's the one I want playing, 100%. Yeah, I saw that. Callum Wilson's back in training conveniently once the money starts rolling. Annoying. My Annoying. Man, <laughs> My man, you're ready. Um, it's, it's one of the things, isn't it? Newcastle always have those random performances against us where like a striker like Joe Linton gets half his Premier League goals against Spurs. Um, yeah. He's only about four. Um, Yao, are you in agreement? Romero, is he a shoe-in? Emerson Royal, is he shoe-in? Does LaCelso get another one out of 10? We've been seeing all these comps being put out um, about LaCelso. What would you reckon? Is he, is he get, does he make it into your team? No, this is, I mean, our team's not great. So Romero definitely, because he's our best centre back. It's not even, um, it's not even a question. Um, Emerson, yeah, right back. Um, what well, Emerson needs the games anyway to um, kind of like build up his understanding of the Premier League and the tempo of the Premier League. So he needs games. And I think he's one of those kind of guys that would, um, I hope, should I say, get better with games under his belts. Romero, I'm not so worried about. I've seen enough of him to be like, yeah, he's definitely Cold. our best centre-back. Um, but my fear is that Romero's going to be um, paired up with... Um, the fool that's diabolical. I mean, like, why would you do that? So he's going to pair him up with that. That's that's going to annoy the living hell out of me. Um, But Sanchez is just as wild, so it doesn't really help. Um, I think Romero and and, and Eric Dyer is probably the most reliable out of of all the combinations you can throw up. which Um, Which is saying a lot. Which is is saying a lot it in is, it is, a very uh, bad way. Yeah, but for the majority of the Premier League games, which you're not going up against the top six every week, I would hope that Romero and I would be able to do a job. And sure. definitely look like in the last game <clears throat> that they seem to get you know a bit more understanding, um, definitely a bit more more um, of a relationship, a synergy, and that's what we've lacked. Romero's been in and out of the. Um, the lineup so much yeah. because of whatever Nuno's doing. I don't know what Nuno's thinking. Um, Nuno needs to be sacked. I, I ain't got time for this. I'm not one of look. Sack him. Yeah. <laughs> sack him. Get rid of him. Yeah. Because I ain't got time for it. Yeah. Sack him. No, I'm done. I'm done. I, I said it on the last pod. I couldn't care what Nuno does with this team. Yeah. He could win everything he want. He, he, he could win everything. I will still want my gone. I'm not interested in his project whatsoever. But Yes, you're right. Sanche, um, Romero and Dyer do obviously need more games. Dyer is absolutely horrible. And the goal that we conceded against Aston Villa, I wholeheartedly blame him for because that's stupid. You don't need to let the ball roll across you any way, shape or form. Clear it first. Ask questions later. Um, with Lo Celso? Yeah, I, w- I, wanna, I want you guys to touch because I know we spoke about it in, in, the, in the WhatsApp group. Um, <clears throat> but the people deserve to hear... Um, our thoughts on Giovanni Lo Celso. So the com- combinations are now up and circulating. P- 
people saying, oh, look, he plays so well for Argentina and they're spamming him two assists. Um, you know, if the ball even comes past his nose, giving it to him. Ridiculous. Um, Tobes, the Celso, are, are you convinced? No, I'm not. He's a fraud until proven proven um, otherwise. He's a fraud. The uh, <clears throat> Celso, they gave him two assists. I've watched the highlights of that game. Argentina played well. The looked like he had a decent game, but those two assists, Fugazi as hell. Fugazi as hell. The first one, Messi scored from like a like a cross come shot. And the second one was Di Maria's assist. The fuck did Lacelso have to do with that goal? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do for that goal? Apart from almost almost lunch the ball. Like it's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, Lacelso for me, I think he's got to show show Nuno and show our fan base that he's worthy of being a regular starter in our team. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the on the ball quality that Endom has. No matter how poor Endom Bele plays, we know that he can still create something better than the Celso. We know he can do this, but the problem is Endom Bele is too inconsistent, so you can't really hang your hat on him over the course of the season. But I'm still picking him over over the Celso every day of the week because I know what he's capable of doing when in possession in comparison to the Celso. The Celso has to win us back. He has to win us over again. He has yeah. to. He has to because he just people can say, oh, he's not had a run in the team, but he he had a run in the team in the restart. Remember the restart under Jose? And he was terrible, with the exception of I don't know, two matches. He was terrible. Terrible. The only thing that stopped him from getting a run in the team as well is injuries, too. Injuries and, and bad form. And then last season. Last season, Jose chucked him a couple games here and there, and then when Brian came in, he gave he started him every pretty much every game, like six or seven games straight, and he was still shit. So I'm still I'm here asking myself the same question that I've asked for months now. When was the last time the Celtics actually played well in the league? He came on, did he did decent against Aston Villa, missed a big chance, of course, but when was the last time you can actually? Walk away from a game and say, "Rah, La Salsa, you were really good today in the Premier League, not against bums in the Conference League that that didn't even exist ten years ago, not scrubs in the Europa League last year when he's plundering two two three goals." I'm talking Premier League matches. When was the last time we've been able to say that, La Salsa? I can't remember. Nah, he's he's definitely a 65, 70 minute guy coming on when the game slows down, opens up a bit, things you know, teams are chasing it. Um, and I think this segues into the next point. Let's 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 think about it. Like like has been said multiple times, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you um, on this one. We've got players that play for the club. Okay, um, they're not all good. Some of them need to be shipped shipped out. Deli um, Ali. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if Owen is watching, but Harry Winks is one of them. Sorry, my brother. Um, <clears throat> so, don't apologize. <laughs> He's under the weather today, so I know I've got to be got to be nice. I think um, mm. I'll, let, I'll let you. I'll take shots, but no. Um, in the sense of you know our, our best formation, what do you think our best formation is? Because we moved to a um, was it four two three one in the last game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, four two three one. Do you reckon that's the way forward? Is is that what you see, or four three three, or is it a wing back situation? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, go on. you can go. 
you can't go wing backs um because the wing backs defensively are not good enough um or should i say the left and right back that we have are not good but they're not good enough defensively and what i mean by that is there's not a defensive attribute that they have that would help them on the defensive end so when we had rose and walker although they may not have been good defensively what they had was athleticism in abundance so it was hard to get past them with speed and it was hard to get past them with strength because they could you know pretty much body up against any other um, winger in the league not saying that they were good defensively but they were able to at least no they were good rosen rosen danny danny rosen i'm, I'm talking really about on their def- just pure defensive like i don't yeah, they were good. Saying, mm, yeah, no, yeah. Walker was a bit clumsy at times, but for the most part, they were stiff. I, I would say overall, they were good. They were far better fullbacks than what we have right now. That's that's where my, my oh, line yeah, That's a given. They're, yeah. they're better than what we have now, yeah. So the problem with that being said is that it rules out any fullback offensive press because we'll just be left with our centre-backs. We can't cope like that. Can't play a 4-3-3 because we haven't got we haven't got a DM that's incredible enough to deal with that kind of pressure. And we haven't got a box-to-box um, midfielder whose ball retention is on par with Endombele. Like, he, Endombele is not box-to-box. So, can't do a 4-3-3 because we just get... There's just too much space. So, we went to a 4-2-3-1. In theory, that's probably our best formation because it covers the defensive side of the game and we should have enough attacking players to cause a problem higher up the pitch. The problem is the three and the one have to do a lot of pressing and good pressing in order for us to retain the ball. We don't do that. So if we're going, if we're going on an absolute, if we're going on, if I'm going on, all right, cool. You know what? This is what we're weak at, but this is what I think could bring us the most amount of goals and we should be able to hold out enough, I would go for uh, three at the back, three centre-backs, four, two, one. Which I believe is similar to Poch's second or third season formation, the season that Chelsea won the league. Third. 13. Yeah, something similar to that. So I'd go three centre backs, cover that. I'd I'd probably have Skip or, or Winks, not Winks, sorry, not that stinky you. Skip or um Hoiberg in the middle and give them instructions that when need be, you may need to drop to help with the centre back so that it spreads across making a four. I don't know who I'll put out wide, honestly, because our team we don't really have we don't really have a squad of players where you can be like, ah, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Because if you put Romero at the right wing or right side and you put Regulon on the left side, you, you've got like a five. And I don't really want a five. Do you get what I mean? I want a three, four, two, one. I want it to be that from, from the defence going up, I want it to be, if you leave these guys on the ball, we're going to hurt you. If you put Regulon left, um, Emerson right. You almost become defensive again. We can't, we can't defend, so it doesn't work. So I would go, yes, three centre backs, 
four across the midfield. Not to, uh, again. I can't. I couldn't tell you who the four across the midfield would be. Um, two, which would be Son. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it, it's it's between Lucas and um, Brian Hill for me because there's only one winner in that for me personally. Yeah. So and then it'll Brian. Brian. Yeah. Is... It'll be Kane up top, and then I would say to. So if I if I if I was being a madman, for instance, yeah, I'd have Son. This is me being mad because I'm I'm thinking what would be our best lineup. I'll go. Romero, um, oh, good shout! I just saw it in the um, comment section. I'll, I'll use that. Romero, Sanchez, Dyer. thats our best three centre backs. Yeah, so they will go at the back. I'll probably go left side. <laughs> I'll go left side. Brian Hill. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Hoiberg, Skip, middle. I'll go right side. Bergwin. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going mad. This, this, so figure it out. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? This is very attacking. Yeah, this is very attacking. Um, I'll go Son, um, Endombele. Endombele free roll, by the way. Yeah. Son, King. And the job... Is the maddest. The job, <laughs> the, job of, the job of Hill and, and Berwin, yeah, is to keep their, their fullbacks back. Like... Even, even if it means coming back to our halfway line quickly to pick up the ball and drive at them, just keep them back. And then the role of Hoiberg and Skip are to, in between the two of them, to facilitate the defenders if need be. We've got three centre-backs. Okay, the, very the, obvious, the obvious problem with that, none of our centre-backs like going out into the deep water. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, Eric Dyer out into the, into the left side channel or whatever, he's got Jesus. a cover... Then we got problems. We got problems. Tobes, I want I want to hear your thoughts on our best formation and actually not just our best formation, but which players do you feel like we need to have benefiting the most from these this this formation? Which one, Yao's formation or or the four two three one? Four two three. Let's start with four two three one because I, obviously I think that's where we're going to go. I don't see. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably our formation. First and foremost, before we do, I. I, I want I want the four three three to work because I think the four three three gets the best out of our best midfielder in 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 Endombele. I think it gives him a free roll and it puts an anchor in midfield um, and then it puts Hoybier in a position to do what he does best, which is seek, destroy, and then distribute. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, like Yao said, I don't think we have a good enough anchor in Skip. I like Skip. I think he's a decent, good lad. Not a good player, but I think he's a good lad. Do you get what I'm saying? I think he's an okay player. And I think he I think he can improve and get better. But if we're asking him to be the anchor of our team, he's not good, he's not at the level to play consistently for us in terms of where we want to be. He's not a top four level anchor. He's not really a top six level anchor right now. And in, in all honesty, I feel a bit sorry for him because he is now basically indispensable because we've got no other... It's crazy. I, I was the one saying Skip, there's no way Skip can be indispensable. What does that say about our squad? But it tells you everything you need to know because we've got no one else who can sit and he's the only one who can sit and do an okay job. Um, so... I think the four three three it should work, but it doesn't. It doesn't. 
It doesn't. Um, but neither does the four-two-three-one. I know we won. I know we won the other day. But like the fact of the matter is, our midfield is just poor. Um, I would, if I was Nuno, I would still try and experiment between both formations. I would, but because we want to, for the sake of continuity and trying to keep a winning thing, stick with a four-two-three-one for now, isn't it? Um, Hoybier and Skip. That's a, that's as as good as it's going to get for our base. I really like Hoybier. I think he's a good player. I've spoken, I've said what I wanted to say on Skip. I think those two sit in and then maybe Hoybier, the one a bit more adventurous of the two, um, allows Ndombele, gives him the freedom to, to to pick up good positions in between the lines and try and help us in the final third. My only issue with the 4 2 3 one when we play Endom in the 10 is he's removed from the build-up. Our build-up is not good enough to begin with even with Indom there, because he's in, as you've spoken about, his inconsistency. But when we remove him, when we remove him from the build-up completely, it's a bit of an uphill struggle watching us move that ball about, especially when Larice gives it to the centre-back and it's just, oh God, nobody can beat, <laughs> nobody, people are struggling to beat the press and people are struggling to pass vertically apart from Hoybier. So, Stick with a 4-2-3-1 for now. Um, Yao's point on a three at the back. Why not? Why not? For a team who can't really defend and need a solid base and want to be weapons in transition, maybe it could work. But my issue with that is I need to see more from the wing backs offensively. Forget defend defense, yeah. in fact, not don't forget because defending is we need them to defend. And Reggie's been shocking defensively in 2021. Emerson looks like he he can defend based on what we've seen the past two games. But listen, he got he got cooked by Zaha. So I guess the verdict is still he still needs to prove himself, but he's looking, he's looking much better. My issue with them is going forward. Regulon, I don't know what's happened to him attacking-wise, but he's just not, he's nowhere near as impactful as he as he showed himself to be in these first few months at Spurs. And Emerson, I don't get it. I feel like he seems composed on the ball, but he, he seems a bit timid right now to attack. He's, he's aggressive when it comes to his defensive actions, winning headers, um, getting close to his man. But when we get to the final third, you don't really want to take players on. You don't really want to put crosses into the box. So I need to see that bravery in his attacking play and in regulons again. So that would be my only concern with playing the wingbacks because we're play essentially playing wingbacks. You can't really offer us the width and attacking prowess that we need. So yes, 4 2 three, one for now, but I'm not binning the 4 3 3 just yet. We don't have we don't have the we don't we don't have the personnel to to it's shocking it's because at one point under pop here we had enough personnel for multiple formation changes during and before a game. We don't have that now. So we go to a four three three and somebody in that team is a complete letdown or multiple players. Yeah, we go to a four two three one and essentially a four two three one is a four five one. You know, it's actually a four-three-three if you really wanna, if you wanna be extremely technical. Yeah, like it can easily convert to a four-three-three. Can easily convert to a four-five-one. It can also easily convert to a three-five-two. The problem with this is that the players that we have seem to be based to one particular formation and are not really good at switching formations during or before games. 
So, yeah, you're right. We're probably going to have to end up with the 4-2-3-1 and let that ride for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Mm. My only concern with the 4-2-3-1 is, <clears throat> like, like we said, you know, getting the ball to Ndombele. Um, he's too far removed. We don't move the ball quick enough. That's my one thing. It just frustrates me. It just gets stuck in the mud. And and the thing is with, with us, right, is whether we've got Reguilon, Davies, number two, whether we've got, you know, the fullback position, it's like if we don't have any ideas, we literally just go wide. But then we go wide to fullbacks who want to cut back in and hit back to the centre-backs. And then it's like, okay, Romero, Sanchez, do a long ball, see if Son can win something against their fullback. And then maybe we, we pounce on the spill and then Ndombele is involved. So <clears throat> the pattern of play that it looked like uh, Nuno was trying to bring in in the preseason has completely disappeared. Um, fool's gold. It was fool's gold um, in that respect. And yep. it'll be interesting to see what he sticks with for this weekend. Um, and I'm going to segue into that at Newcastle preview. Um, probably got about 10 minutes or so left. Um, so as we all know, it's been mentioned on any pod and every pod that you ever listened to about football in the past 10 days. Um, Newcastle are now under new ownership. Um, 320 billions worth of new ownership is rolling into Tyneside. Before we go into the preview, I just want to make a public appeal to Jeff Bezos. If you're watching this, we are ready, my friend. Come on down. Okay? We are ready. <laughs> okay? Um, but anyway, um, the Saudis have taken over Tyneside. Um, we always talk about a new manager bounce. We always talk about the Spurs curse. If there's ever a time, if you ever want to break a run, play Spurs. If you're on a bad run, you ain't scored at home all season, play Spurs. We ain't won all season, play Spurs. We're going into a firestorm this weekend, my friend. Um, and I want everyone to be ready for this. Um, though I still have a little bit of confidence somehow, some way, um, Newcastle with their fans buzzing. Right, the fans are always good up there. Fans buzzing, players playing for their deals and for their space post January. What do you expect from this? Game? A loss, a big loss. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, yeah, all week I've been saying we're not going to win, we're not going to win. But yeah, when people have asked me for predictions the past two times, I've gone for a 2 1 win to Spurs to edge it. I don't know what. What in me is telling me that we can we can get a result here? We in fit on paper we should, but you know it doesn't work on paper. And literally, it's got all the ingredients to have a, a spanner in the works for Spurs. It's after international break. Newcastle have been taken over. They haven't won a they haven't won a single game all season. Um, Steve Bruce under massive pressure. Uh, fan, it's going to be a packed stadium. Fans are going to be their, their fans are going to be noisy, loud, boisterous, um, and then with the whole South American thing as well, it's got all the ingredients for a Spurs fuck-up. And we've been in this situation before uh, too many times at Spurs to, to expect anything positive, which is why I'm saying to myself, how stupid can you be? You, you know what's going to... My head, is, my, my head is telling me Spurs are not going to win this game because we know what happens when we come up against this type of adversity. We don't win. But... One more thing, one more thing. Son, <laughs> do you remember that from um, Jackie Chan um, Cartoon Network? Do you remember, Uncle? Uncle? Yeah. Anyway, um, so one more thing I want to say. I'm hoping 
that Harry Kane can break his fucking duck this weekend, yeah. one. And second of all, Son being available for this game is a game changer. We didn't have him in this game last season and we struggled. And that was with Harry Kane dispatching two really good goals. And we still should have lost that game to Newcastle. This time round, they could just finish off the job and beat us. But I'm hopeful that with two players who can win a game of football, no matter how badly we play, that's what I'm clinging on to. And I'm hoping and praying we get three points. I don't if I don't really believe we're gonna get three points, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I just need to I want to manifest and pray that we get it. Let me be positive for once. Yeah, I wanna I wanna put you in a in a enviable position probably. Um it's it's ten minutes to go before you lead the team out. You're the manager of Spurs. What what do you say to the lads? in the change room before that game, um, before we go out to a, a packed St. James's Park. Um, I think that's what it's still called. They haven't changed the name yet, have they? No, no sponsors. No, <laughs> yeah, what are you saying to the, to, to the lads? How, how do you get them going for this game? Um, I'm going to say to them straight up, this game, I'm not going to lie to you guys, you lose or you perform badly, you can walk on because you ain't getting on that team bus. And I'll send them out. And there will be none of this whole, oh, all the taxis. No, 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 no. Because what they won't realise is at halftime, when they come back in, their phones, their bags, none of that will be there. It will just be them in their kit. I'll make it very aware to these guys. At the beginning of the game, the only way you're getting on this coach and getting home safely is with a win. That, that's it. I don't want to hear no uh, boss. If we don't leave St. James's Park with a W, do not speak to me. You are walking home because there's no way Harry Kane is going to freaking Newcastle train station, whatever the train station is called, say, yeah, look, I ain't got no money on me. None of that. Bounce, bruv. You're walking home. With that being said, we're losing on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, losing <laughs> yeah. we're, and we're getting tucked in. Listen, I may wear What's this. Your prediction? What's your score prediction? 3 0, bruv. We're getting, we're getting based. Hear what I'm saying? Bruv, you can throw your head back. Bruv, we've held 3 0 defeats to Crystal Palace, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Back to back. Actually, no, we scored against Arsenal, but that don't really count because we just held free. Yeah. You need to understand the last time, the last time. I saw or experienced this level of whooping consistently, yeah, was late, and I'm talking late 90s, when we were on the verge of, when we were talking about we need to beat Wimbledon to avoid possible relegation fight. That's that's how far back I, I'm like, I haven't seen whoopings like this in 20 years. So now, nah, I don't trust that. And furthermore, Newcastle is one of our bogey teams. There's been many a time we've gone up to news Newcastle yeah, yeah, yeah. on form, got pammed. There's been many a times Newcastle have been on form, come to us, we've been down on form, still got pammed. There's been many times where it's a nothing game. We've rolled into there. People are like, yes, yeah, Spurs have got too much quality. They're going to win. Held 5-1. So, bruv, that man have just had a billionaire take over their club. 
multi-billionaire. Bro, they already know peas are getting spent. Yeah, I don't think you understand. Let me let me drop the picture for you. Yeah. Peng Ting's obviously come to the rave, all of this stuff. Yeah. She's come to the rave and she's like, boom, I'm here now, innit? Where the ball is at. You know, you know, man in Spurs shirt is there. Yeah, babes. You know, man will buy you a vodka and coke. You know, little three pound thing. Then out of nowhere, Sheikh Abdul is in the background with the with the Alan Shearer top, and he's like, "Hey, babes, I'll buy you the whole club." That's that's what we've just experienced. Yeah, them them whole Newcastle fans have just experienced. Yeah, hey, babes, I'll buy you the whole club. You think money is not gonna be spent? Money is going to be spent. The time is going to be rocking. The entire stadium is going to be... If we concede... <laughs> listen to this. If we concede after the week Newcastle have had... Oh, my God. The, bruv, you're, you might as well switch off your TV. You might as well switch <laughs> off your TV. Because the noise is going to be mad. If The first shot on target against us... Everybody up north is going to be, oh, we're going to hear it. We're in London. We're going to hear it from Tyneside. So, no, I don't think we're going to win. But let me say this now. If we do win, oh, the crud I'm going to be giving to man online. There's no way you should be letting us win. Everything's up for, for Newcastle right now. The best thing that could happen to the league right now is that Newcastle lose on Sunday. They lose the next 10. They freaking sack whoever they sack. They get in a new manager. They like they switch everything around quickly. Yeah, like they get a new manager in, new coach team, start buying people in January, and they get relegated. That's the best thing that could happen to the Premier League. Yeah, but it won't happen. What will happen is Spurs will turn up on Sunday. We will look horrible for the first ten minutes. We'll have a patch of like ten minutes where we will look good, and we will lose. Yeah, and if we win. We win, but my prediction is, <laughs> my prediction is, we're gonna lose three nil. Emma, boy, three nil to Newcastle. You know, that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I think, I think it's, it's one of the games we have to score early, <clears throat> and asking a new <laughs> we have, bro, nah, Dave. I don't think you understand. No, asking one early doesn't change the game. No, but no, at least you give yourself a chance to quiet the team. But the thing is, Nuno doesn't score early. Nuno's teams, we don't score. In, he barely you know, scores in the first half. That's what I'm saying. So even thinking that we're going to be able to, to score and play well enough to maintain it, I've, I've said it before, um, I think a couple of weeks ago when I was on the pod, um, we're, we're a part-time team. We can't sustain a good performance for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes. Um, so it's going to be interesting because we need these points, really. You know, After this, we've got West Ham away. Um, this is going to be tricky because we know they're riding high. Um, and they like playing against us now, you know. Um, and then we got Man United. Oh my god. Um, so it, we don't we, we can't afford to go on that 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 free nil run, <laughs> the free free and free in free, <laughs> you know, that we went on um a few weeks ago when we had you know Palace, Chelsea, and Arsenal all all just peppering our goal um and making Hugo look um Look, look waved or wabbed as, as you said. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. It's be interesting to see who um what's your starting lineup? You let's let's just go with four two three one. Are you four, playing two, in Dombley? Are you putting in Dombley in that in that ten? 
That's what I'm interested in. Who's who's your mid, who's your attacking three behind Kane? It will definitely was. Well, it's gonna be Son, Son and Dombele. Um, if I, if it was an ideal world for me, Hill, yeah, Brian Hill. Um, and Dombele, he just has to be given a free role. I, I just don't understand. I'm not a coach, but I don't understand how coaches can't see this. Just give the guy a free role, bruv. Tell everybody else you're doing the doggies. Like, why why can why can freaking Gary Neville and Paul Scholes come out on TV and say, Yeah, we have to do the work for Ronaldo? They got it, they understood it. Ronaldo was their guy. So they understood they had to do the doggies for him. Why can't why can't other teams, Spurs in particular, understand that you just need to do the doggies? For Underbelly, he's got the quality to turn the game on its head, yeah. And it makes us look stupid because we say, Oh, Underbelly has to play, he goes and has a stinker. We look like we don't know what we're talking about. Mm. So, yeah, it'd be Son. I think Hill needs to start coming into the team and getting a run in. It's yeah. probably not going to be him, it's probably going to be um Lucas, which is gonna. I, I'm, I'm not actually mad at Lucas, but to be honest with you, he just runs down a cul de sac, so it doesn't really help. Um, again, it's, again, I think we're in that position now where you know if 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 Ryan comes in and does a good a good enough job, we bring Lucas on off the bench. You know, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He's effective in that role, and we know we know what he's got. You know, he's going to give hundred percent. He's going to run, run, even if it isn't to Cody Sacks and blind alleys and whatnot with his head yeah. down. We know he's going to do that, but we know he's going to put in more effort than we've seen with Dreadlock Delhi and 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 some of the other players in, in the team. So. Listen, Deli Ali doesn't like his own father. And until he, he says sorry to his dad, that juju ain't coming off anytime soon, bruv. He needs to apologise and re- return his name to Deli. Yeah, this this nonsense that he's got on the back of his shirt, his dad does not appreciate it one bit. Yeah, apologise now. African dads do not take this kindly. Yeah, Deli, you stupid boy. You should have never come out and said, I'm changing my name because of this reason. Ever since that day... Yeah, his dad said, yeah, you want to disrespect my seed? Fine. He went to the bush. He spoke to two men. And we all know what happened after that. Yeah, <laughs> now, now Dele Ali thinks he's Jamaican. Big man. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it, bro. It's nonsense. I don't want to see Dele Ali again, by the way. I'm happy for him to be sent to the under-23s and sold in January. I'm very happy for that. In fact, if Newcastle even come in and say, That's what I was gonna say. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> Listen, if any of the Saudis are, are, are watching the stream, um, if you've got any cousins that need to buy a football club, send them over. Um, and if you want to buy Delhi Ali for 50 million, please do that. Um, so guys, it's been good, it's been fiery, um, it's been heated. Hopefully, hopefully, Sir Harold Kane can come up with a good this weekend. Look. We need to. We need. We need a goal. We need a goal. Some of us still believe. Some of us still believe in him, like me and Dave. Yeah, I think. I think. I think he's actually going to score this weekend. And you know, it's weird. He's played absolutely horrendous in the prem, and every week going into the game, I think, okay, this is the week. This is the week. Let me say something nice about him. Let me. Let me say something nice about him before I say that. Listen, I've called you the muck. I've called you muckuf. Yeah, it's quite disrespectful. But truth be told, you've been to four finals and you haven't turned up. So that's why I call you the moment. But I need you to turn up this Sunday. I just, I just need you to. For the sake of humanity, I, I need you. I need you to turn up because if you don't, 
I promise you, from this day forward, there will never be a day I have anything positive to say about you. Make damn sure you turn up on Sunday in any capacity. I don't care if it's a 90th minute scrappy one. Just make sure you are there. Because if you are not, Chale, my foot is going to be on your neck for the rest of this season. <laughs> I love the fact that Yao thinks that his foot is not already on the guy's neck. Um, <laughs> right, guys, it's been a pleasure on this Thursday night. And whenever you listen to this, guys, make sure you click like, subscribe, tell your cousin, tell your auntie, tell your uncle. The Spurs man, them are talking them talks. Some good football IQ has been dropped on here, including a mad 3-4-2-1 formation, which you've never heard of before. But anyway, we move. Um, hopefully we get the job done against Newcastle. Um, but until next time, Tobes, Yao, myself, we're signing out. And so, baby. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.